0: Hello guys! Uh, back with us again. Uh, today our topic will be a detailed discussion about Ye Ye's white paper. So you're with us today. I'm Glenn, the founder of NFD, and beside me Ricky. Hello all. And Daniel Hello, is with guys. us as well. Yeah, so Let us immediately start. So the introduction will be a detailed discussion of, I think with this purple creature or white creature, many of you has been asking like, what's behind
1: the art? Um, So first of all, the artist um, who made this character, he goes by the name of Akbar walking. Uh, His graffiti name is more towards walking. So that's what he's known for uh, in the scene. Uh, he's quite a prominent figure uh, in the graffiti community here in our country Uh, he graduated uh, in a fine arts major for his bachelor degree and throughout his years uh, he has made a lot of drawings paintings illustrations uh, of which are displayed in fine art galleries and some museums so he started taking on Uh, this hobby in 2013 and uh, when he started he didn't actually have uh, a lot of funds so in order to afford these cans he had to collect uh, money by doing illustration jobs and paintings and from there he went on to create this character that we now know as Ye. One more thing about the artist that we find really touching is that uh, he really wants to change the uh, stigma surrounding uh, graffiti art, where most of the times graffiti is always related to vandalism. So the artist uh, likes to go around the city. He likes to refurbish old walls and profane artwork. And that's why we wanted to onboard him as our artist, because we realized that he's actually very passionate, uh, not only about his work, but about um, the whole uh, graffiti scene as a whole. And as well, the underlying message that he carries around when he draws these very
0: lively and colorful uh, paintings. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, I think that creates a very deep meaning behind the art because it's not only that he have this passion, but of course, his passion is not only for himself, but of course, helping and sustaining the scene seen as a whole, oh, I guess. So, yeah, moving on. Can you tell us more about what is the artist's philosophy behind why he came up with this character? Or, yeah, can you tell us more about that? So, the character has
1: a very strong connection to the artist. Because what we actually realized when we talked to him is that Um, This character, Ye Ye, is actually a manifestation or a translation of his imagination uh, in a um, drawing or a digital form. So this is um, because he feels like, as an individual or as an artist, um, the social stigma surrounding the work here is that it's an informal work. Uh, where art is morally viewed as a hobby and not suitable as a job. So with that being said, he's not able to actually uh, express himself, express his imagination um, to the fullest when he is a person. So that's why he created this character. Uh, This character is one that is able to express or fully shows Um, what he is and what he wants to be. Especially here, coming from a third world country, we are very limited by uh, things like culture, social norms, a religion, and even the laws when we are trying to portray ourselves. So with this character and with this kind of message that uh, everyone can be anyone they want, I think it's very... Uh, aligned with what Web3 is, where basically uh, in this space you don't have to docs and you can be anyone or anything you want. You can be a completely different person or a different uh, character. And I think this is why we want to bring this character because we think it's a perfect medium um, to bring this message out.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. So I think art is not always only art or IP, but what's meaningful and what's worth more than that is, of course, the philosophy behind and uh, deep uh, story on how can an artist or uh, this specific painter came up to a unique, uh, unique uh, character. I think that's uh, that's cannot be purchased, or that story is something that brings the character alive. I guess, yeah. So can you tell us more about? Okay, it's Yi Yi is uh the artist's creation in real life, but how does that ties in with Yi Yi NFT? Like, can you tell us more about the lore?
1: So. When we uh, started working on this project, we actually did a lot of talking with did a lot of discussion with the artist on how the lore should be, on how he thinks it's suitable and it matches and aligns with his vision. So briefly going through the lore, basically Yeye comes from Yeye-verse or a universe created entirely from the artist's imagination. Um, so Ye eventually ventured into the woods. He got lost and ended up in a portal which um,
2: led him to Earth.
1: And on Earth, he is looking for a lifelong partner or a kimosabi to explore our world. Uh, yeah, that is um, the first
0: episode of the lore. Yeah, okay. So... I think we've been talking much about the art, the philosophy, and then how that art and philosophy ties in into the Yay NFT. And can you now tell more about what is Yeye NFT all about?
1: So Yeye is basically a collection of 8,000 interactive and customizable NFTs uh, that is on-chain. So, all of the art is hand-drawn by our artists, um, each of which is uh, curated and designed to have specific and different personalities and emotions that represent the artist. And a bit about the project's vision is that we specialize in high-quality merchandising production, uh, one that is scalable, self-manufactured, and With this, we are able to offer a personalized white labeling merchandise service with a variety of product offerings. So at this point or at this stage in time, our project has managed to secure deals and partnerships with other projects. And therefore at this premium stage, we are already generating revenue and our vision, our goal is to build a global merchandising service and platform which is inclusive of the whole Web3 space in five years'
0: time. Yeah. So moving on, uh, I think it's good to start things off with telling more about how it all started as well. So the relation between me, Glenn, and Daniel is quite deep-rooted. We are friends for almost 15 years. We are friends since uh, primary school. So it came came up when we met about a year ago and quite shockingly that we uh, are in the same space, in the Web3 space. And we are as well as uh, finding this, space an interesting space so we quite share the same values as well and vision mission about an nft project itself because i think if it's one year one and a half year ago we have saw a couple bulls couple bears and quite many fuds and so on so i think we'll get and cater that experience and uh, seek the best out of our project ENF itself. So about me and Ricky, maybe Ricky, do you mind to tell more about how we met?
2: Yeah, so um, basically uh, me and Glenn uh, started on a business relationship where uh, he is uh, doing a lot of uh, development in technical area in order to support uh, his core business. So that's how we uh, built a relationship with the ERP system for his company. And then we also helped develop uh, IoT services for his company as well. And he, we keep moving on as we are really clicking each other. Then after that, uh, we keep continue with uh, certain projects. And now here we are developing the EAS project as we going on. And everything looks solid. And that's how we started this JS project. Yeah,
0: I think me and Ricky quite share the same vision. Because as you know, Ricky's background, he is quite recognized. And he found success in a tech-based startup industry in Singapore. So, uh, Ricky recognize as well. As you know, is there's a lot of similarities between the web two tech startup and, of course, this Web3 space. So I think with this values vision mission, I think it's a very good part or a good firepower to add up to our team. So that is why we uh, aspire and uh, dive deep into this Web3 space. Yeah, so... We'll move on to the vision, I guess. So, to tell a bit about my vision, I always accept this Web3 NF3 project or NFT as uh, Web2 crowdfunding. So, always think and set up to build on how to build something that is sustainable. So, As you mean from uh, sustainable, is uh, we seek. Maybe the question is how you seek to be sustainable. That's the main question. So, on my opinion, one way is, of course, to build decent or way decent ways for revenue streams. So, that is. one uh, one vision that we wanna put that we wanna show and prove to you guys also that we are able to deliver uh, quite uh, different resources of revenue stream and ideas even before the mint and even some of the ideas are already executed. So wanna show to you guys that we are also other than we have the ideas, but we are capable of delivering this with our resources that we have. And one more of the vision is of course to remain true and transparent because I think that's the main key on how you gain the community's trust is by transparency, by showing community updates, by giving out weekly updates. I think as myself, as founders, we are not always capable to be online on Discord chatting around Daily, day by day, hour by hour, because we are working as well on the back end. But I think it's good to have at least uh, community updates, updates by maybe YouTube videos or podcasts like this to stay in touch to each of the holders, to each of the community. So that is what exactly what are we doing it doing now. So, yeah. So by Having this uh, couple of vision and mission is uh, also to see, and we seek a very tunnel vision delivery, like what I told uh, before. So, we seek to be able to deliver all of the resources that we have. Yeah. And, of course, to cater all of our resources uh, and firepowers that we have, like. For example, Riki Riki, uh, will have a big resources in terms of the tech, in terms of the industry. So it is very easy and simple for us to create new innovations, to make uh, new innovations to the space. So I think that is what I said about the resources and Tunnel Vision is with that, uh, with that, we are of course planning to leverage each each of our own resources, and as well with the help of the Gojira Launchpad, we are able to use our connection in terms of the resources and connection from the Gojira, from the from the web three marketing and uh, and strategizing in the marketing industry. Yeah. So I think uh, now uh, the next one is introduction of the team Ricky do you mind to start uh, to tell a bit more about yourself in detail yeah so uh, hello Uh,
2: my name is Ricky so my name uh, my role in the team is a CTO so I'm handling uh, all the technical details in this uh, EAS project my background is uh, 20 plus of years of experience in web and technical development uh, we've been uh, having, giving a lot of service to startup in Asia. And we also successfully funded by a major media company in the US. And here we are keep improving our technology as uh, we were starting from Web 1.0. Then after that, uh, we also uh, developed a lot of uh, Web 2.0, uh, integrating with Facebook and Instagram, those kind of stuff. Then after that, uh, now we are doing a lot of stuff in Web3, include like a smart smart contract, a blockchain, uh, those kind of stuff. So uh, in this year's project, uh, hopefully we can bring a lot of uh, new technology advance for the year year project so that um, we can keep improving and keep on having the latest technology on this project. Yep. I think uh-huh, that's from me. Then we are moving on to introduction to our team, which is uh, Enrico Glenn. Okay. So hi, I think we've uh, known that.
0: My name is Enrico Glenn Sintoro, so role in the team um the CEO. So to tell things on more about the web, uh, my background, I founded a couple of multiple uh, successful companies, if and FNB clothing and hospitality, and I am a teacher and ICO player, I think since 2016 until now. And I'm currently managing hundreds of employees at the age of 22. So, moving on, we have Daniel as the CEO. COO. Uh,
1: yeah, hi guys, my name is Daniel Amadeus. Uh, my role in the team is um COO. Uh, maybe a bit about my background so i am um, in the furniture industry Um, i am tasked as a business developer in a firm that has been exporting for 50 years and during my time there um, i have talked and communicated with a lot of individuals, a lot of clients in helping to try and close deals and create a mutually beneficial arrangement. So I think um, there are some skills which can be translated uh, into this Web3 where I am mostly uh, handling partnerships and collab side of things, as well as um, the business development of the project
2: okay thank you daniel so uh, now we are going to talk a bit about uh, our main features on ea's project uh, which is the main keywords is a customization so basically what we are doing in here is the merge every single one of our merch is uh, highly customizable and it's uh, really developed really uh, in a very specific way uh, so that is personalized to every single holder of each NFT. So as well as supporting in that uh, customizable merge in the technology side, we also have uh, Yeye's NFT as a uh, customizable on-chain NFT as well. So uh, the customizable on-chain feature is uh, one of the main features that Yeye developed in a customized ERC-1155, that will bring innovation to the space where the holders of the Yeye base NFT will be able to attach and detach their trades, as well as selling them after they are using another trades. So how it works basically is that uh, Yeye will have uh, two main collections, which the first one is the base collection, and the second one is the trade collection. With this newly modified ERC-1155 contract, uh, there are a lot of avenues and innovation that can be implemented, such as the opportunity to create a uh, new trades that will be released like, uh, perhaps like quarterly, which will features like collapse and partners, and by doing so this will prevent us from diluting the value of the base nft or the genesis collection while keep providing the flexibility and new cosmetics options to existing holders these technologies uh, can strengthen the collaboration with projects outside the regular whitelist exchange as the project's traits and unique artistic attributes can be featured in yeye street collection regardless if they are in pre-min or post-min phase. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. And next, uh, we are going to discuss about the revenue streams. So this is how uh, Ye is trying to differentiate with other projects by having uh, revenue streams from the Web2 business as well. So we are not going to depend from just the Web3 side as well. So um, Daniel and Glenn can explain a bit about the revenue streams. Yeah. So revenue streams, I think this
0: is a very interesting topic, I guess. So on how can you make sure whether we ourselves as a project have a decent revenue stream is by one, uh, we are a merchandising merchandise-wide labeling. So this is our key strength. Which is in the which is myself. I'm I've been in the clothing or high fashion clothing line industry for quite a while. So, uh, me myself, I've made uh, t-shirts. All of the clothing line from scratch, which is from material to finishing goods to package package goods to even uh, something that is ready for shipment, even to the marketing side, photo shoot, mood boards, and so on. So. I think by this is, we are very uh, lucky to have some of this advantage because we have already a good foundation in the web two space that we have a uh, already a business model and infrastructure to carry out a big amount of scalable production. So, one advantages that we can offer as a merchandise web labelling is, of course, we have no MOQ. On what how does this mean? How does that mean is. Uh, maybe for other vendor, you'll be having a certain MOQ of maybe 12 pieces or 24 pieces or 120 pieces to able to do or produce a certain design. But on ourself, when you order one or you order 10,000, we are very flexible to be customized. So we are even able to produce a design, 10,000 unique design of an NFT or of an nft design so ten thousand each of unique design other than only one or 12. so we don't have this moq even the order one or ten thousand it will be uh it will be flexible of course it gives advantages to communities and projects who raise little to no funds to be able to have this certain barrier if it's on a to business if you want to print a print and manufacture. It. A certain t shirt, and of course, a uh, second is we ask uh, merchandise wide labeling offer project to minimize the risk of inventory costs and client risk. On how is by uh, drop shipping services, how I can say this drop shipping services if you find yourself as a project or alpha group who wanted to print t shirt we are offering our website, we are offering our photo shoot service, we are offering our even production service to even material of maybe embroidery, if you want printing, heat printing to even uh those screen printing. We are very flexible with that. So by this, uh by this, I think uh by this I think we have the uh, really a big advantage of uh giving uh, each of the project the flexibility to be able to the flexibility to be able to produce a t-shirt without having the risk so if for example if you order to a production company you'll be having a barrier to produce like 12 or 24 items with even uh the stock so for this we are uh, drop shipping, so we don't have to produce anything on your side. So we'll just be producing what your customer require and desire. Yeah, and second and thirdly is also of course to able to leverage our platform, and we ourselves of course also uh, give options of a wide range of materials and fabric. And this is very scalable. This business model is very scalable, is because we ourselves can produce ten thousand to twenty thousand T-shirt a day, so it's hundred thousand of T-shirt a month. So, if it's into the big scale of a uh, project or needs, we are very ready for that. We quite have a very short lead time in terms of the production, and we want ourselves to have two. Strategy, which is P2P and P2C, and it is of course a very cost-efficient uh, option for you project owners, or not only the Web three space. So, I think this uh, this go when we uh, put our feet half onto the Web two and the Web three, I think we can be very flexible and adaptable with the uh, whatever market condition be, or the NFT space will be in years time. So I think the extensive of product offering is quite a lot. To mention some, we have T shirt hoodies, flannels, pop sockets, even rugs, phone cases. We have laptop casing. We have iPad casing. We have snapback toys and figurines. Even now we uh, send a couple of samples of figurines toys to a project even this premium stage. Even T shirt hoodies, we are now. Uh, trying our best to offer secure deals and get uh, premium revenue to prove out to the whole web space that we are capable. So uh, the extensive list of merchandising offering is of course we are the main motto is we are the A2C solution. So we try our best to cover up almost all of the service offering like product and packaging design, creative design, branding and asset management, even the logistic, the photography and the customized fitting and sizing. So we are very flexible with these points and we are even uh, we can even offer sample making and quality control. So we are really the A2C solution in terms of the e-commerce Web3 merch. We try our best to seek as the best Web3 e-commerce merch in the space. So for the merchandising platform or, or pata, which is our Merch Mart, I think Ricky can share more about what uh, is the main feature and how is it different with other projects?
2: Yeah, so uh, basically uh, pata is uh, our Merch Market for uh, Yeye. So this platform, uh, first of all, will have uh, asset verification so our platform will feature asset verification for ethereum based wallets where individuals will be able to connect their wallet and have their NFT tokens identified this service will bridge the gap between the blockchain and physical world the infrastructure of our platform will be based on this feature as it will open up more innovative services And the second feature is a token gating experience. So uh, we will be having an asset verification that can facilitate the token gating experience where certain products will be available to purchase for specific token holders. That's giving uh, these physical goods uh, a sense of exclusivity for the creator and their work. And double token gating uh, will be developed as well where certain goods would require you to own multiple different NFTs from multiple different collections and the third one is a membership program this opens up a greater avenue with past and exclusive NFT communities to work together with us where the NFTs uh, act as a membership card and they would be eligible for discounts or claimable goods And then after that we also have a feature of a native token payment that uh, we will be integrating different native token from various projects into our platform as a form of payment to create uh, additional use cases and the integration of a burning mechanism of the token upon agreement then the next one uh, we also have be having a crypto and stable coin payment so, that uh, in this true uh, web derivation, we will be accepting major cryptocurrency and stable coins alongside fiat. Uh, yeah. Then, after that, uh, the last thing is uh, we are at this moment also developing a digital NFC where uh, we will be, be having an integration of an authentication of the merchandise that ties in a form of NFTs which can be scanned and verified. So this is a new way of movement that is used as a method to verify authenticity of a physical face, face especially luxury physical collectibles. So now next, uh, we're going to talk about our min map. Yeah,
0: I think what is a min map is a pre-mint map, which is, I think it's too common for a project to have a roadmap, which is a post min execution of are post deliverable. So what we try to be different is we try our best to make a pre map. So it's what we prove to deliver even in this pre stage to you guys or uh, to whole Web3 space as a whole. So, yeah. So Daniel, can you tell us more about the Mint map? So, yeah. Um, in
1: this Mint map, we will have seven to eight objectives, so all of which we plan to set out and complete prior to the minting phase. So first and foremost will be the lore building. So we're going to be um, building the lore and conveying um, the philosophy behind the art um, by which we are going to express this um, with the creation of short sequels um, through our social platforms. Uh, the second one being music production. So um, we are setting up an in-house music team, um, which will be tasked in developing uh, beats, a lo-fi beats, soundtracks, background music, and sound effects, and of which they will be published um, for the public to enjoy. Thirdly will be merchandise white labeling. So this is a surface where we will create um, like a merchandise shop, we'll create a product portfolio. Um, we will be able to manufacture and deliver goods to the community and public prior to minting. Uh, we'll be looking for partners in the form of different projects, uh, entities, or even communities. And um, working with them to create merchandising and offering our white labeling service for them to purchase next one will be an interactive website so we are going to be creating a parallax uh, kyc as well as interactive features to ensure that the website um, can also host uh, informative and also fun content Uh, the next one will be trade partnerships so we will be working alongside uh, several projects um, to deliver and make their unique trades available on Ye Ye's trade feature in our trades collection, of which um, can be minted and the strategy for minting, again, will be dependent on how they want to roll it out. Afterwards will be our gift shop. Um, this is napata.com it's our merchandising platform. So this enables um, personalization for users purchasing with a goal um, to create a broader audience, which is the Web3 space as a whole. And finally is the art gallery exhibition. So we will be hosting art gallery, both locally and internationally. Um, In these venues, we'll be featuring physical and um, digital mediums of Yeye. So that's um, the Pre-Mint Roadmap. Um, Those are things that we set out to do prior to minting. And after minting, we will then move on to work on our roadmap. So uh, maybe just to give a little bit more explanation on what our roadmap will be. So first of all, will be the introduction and the IP building of the Kimosabi. So we're going to be building the Kimosabi and making it as the mascot of our project. Um, to deliver the message of merchandising and uh, our fashion agenda. So we will be using this um, character when we are partnering with both uh, Web2 and Web3 entities. Secondly, we'll be a merch factory. So we'll be setting up and expanding our production capabilities by um, creating a factory. We'll be investing in warehousing. Uh, machinery, skilled labor, and management to reduce um, the cost per unit and uh, overall cost of production in order to meet a larger demand of which we can cater um, both Web2 and Web3 clients. Uh, Afterwards will be innovation of the trades and partners, so we'll be constantly innovating our unique feature to um, further bring the project forward and bring the space forward towards mass adoption. So we plan to bring on uh, more projects um, in terms of the cosmetic side, which is the trades. And afterwards, we're going to be having a merch merchandise airdrop. So this will be done um, by uh, doing a burn to claim NFT airdrop. So this can be redeemed um, as a personalized and high quality clothing wear uh, of which unique to each individual holder and their NFT. After that, we also plan to build a raffle game. So we're going to be developing uh, two or three mini games, which revolves around Ye. Ye. And the goal of this is to act as a medium in order for us to reward holders. So we're going to be giving holders a unique and a fun experience as well as incentivize uh, community building efforts and afterwards we have the creative solution services for Web3. So we plan to set up creative solution services uh, which includes things like uh, artist scouting, music production, art and design conceptualization, motion graphic, as well as animation service, uh, which we can offer to projects or entities within the Web3 space as a service. And finally, the last one will be uh, the Kimosabi launch. So we are going to be dropping our second collection, which will be the Kimo-Sabi. So Yeah, I think that sums up the mint map as well as the roadmap on what we plan to do and achieve before as well
0: as after the mint. Well said, Daniel. I think it sums up most of the discussion in our white paper and why we started this podcast to discuss more about the white paper i think for the committee or whoever listens to this to feel that we are here to be genuine to be genuine to everyone and share our vision and mission about where we carry this project and to the later stage and in uh, maybe three or five years time. So it's not more on a short-term vision, but more on a long-term goal. Is that why we gather here together and spend our time, 12 hours to 14 hours committed to this project is, yeah, because we wanna pursue this goal, not only for us, but only to help and see seek the best out of the Web3 space, I guess. Yeah, I think that sums up all discussion. All the discussion and all the points about the uh white paper. So see you guys again. See you guys. Peace.
2: Zay!